are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Tuesday. It's time for some trade talk because the Pelicans are tangentially linked to a big name out of Orlando, Aaron Gordon, sorry, not Eric Gordon, Aaron Gordon. And let's take a look at what it might take to get a deal done. And then if they were to swing a trade for another front court player, because that's what he is, how does that look here in New Orleans? And what would the Pelicans be trying to do? Is it something that could work in today's NBA? Then I do want to touch on JJ Redick, his potential trade value or maybe lack thereof. And that might surprise you just a little bit. So let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. So we're 10 days away from the NBA's trade deadline, and this is the time period when things really start to ramp up. One things start ramping up by negotiations in the media, right? Various outlets reporting from sources, guys that are being moved. There's a lot of interest in this guy. Maybe there's not a lot of interest in this other guy. All of this stuff is trying to drum up interest in their player or to downplay interest in a player they're looking to trade for so they don't have to give up as much. I think this, as an aside, is totally silly. I don't think it actually changes anything whatsoever because teams have pretty good intel on what's going on but you never know and it's something that happens and you know what it's kind of fun to talk about because we get to talk about and look at all sorts of different wild and crazy trade rumors for what could be potentially a fairly quiet trade deadline I really do think that I don't think there's nearly as many sellers as teams uh, as there are buyers which kind of creates a bit of a problem and this just kind of might be one of those things that it passes and you know one or two deals of somewhat significance get done but you're not going to see a reshaping of the entire league like we've seen at times in off seasons and at other trade deadlines so I wonder if this is going to be a little bit muted. But the Pelicans have come up in stuff. Obviously, they are looking to try and trade J.J. Redick, and we'll get to him in the third segment. They've certainly and are still still are kicking the tires on Lonzo Ball, seeing if there's a really good offer out there. Maybe there will be. Maybe there won't be. I tend to fall in the latter camp on that. And then, as well, they are linked now to Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon is maybe the most gettable, big-name, super super kind of star, not really, star player out there. And he's been linked to a couple of other teams around the league. And when you look at it just from an Orlando Magic perspective, and this applies to Nikola Vucevic too, they need to completely blow it up. That team's not going anywhere, like at all. And they want to probably get off the contracts of Gordon and Vucevic and rebuild around Markel Fultz and Jonathan Isaacs when those guys come back healthy next year. So you, in theory, trade these two guys away, get young players picks, tank, get a good high draft pick and a pretty good draft, and then get your two core guys back next season, plus this new pick, plus whatever young assets and people you get in a trade for these two names. And it's a pretty good start on a rebuild, to be perfectly honest. Orlando right now just kind of in a weird spot. They're 13 and 26. They're the second worst team in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, they probably just need to move on from everybody. So they're having a bit of a fire sale. Oh man, they've lost eight in a row too, which I did not realize. Um, so yeah, they're not they're not doing well. 
So they have all of these guys, and yeah, it just kind of makes sense to move on from them. Nikola Vucevic or Aaron Gordon would be appealing for New Orleans. The problem with Vucevic is I do think he would cost more than Aaron Gordon, and I don't think either of these guys are worth giving up a ton, a ton, a ton of assets for. So it leaves us with Aaron Gordon, and that's the name that was kicked around today. It was in Bleacher Report and The Athletic as well, saying that some key decision makers in the New Orleans front office, not all of them, mind you, are interested in bringing Aaron Gordon into New Orleans and pairing him alongside kind of the core that is here already. It's an intriguing idea. So Aaron Gordon, who is 25 years old right now, 25 and a half, basically, this is his one, two, three, four, five, the seventh year in the league. So overall, he's been around a bunch and he's become a very solid player. He's not an all-star level guy, but he is a very solid guy. He's injured right now, but he's averaging 13.6 points per game, seven rebounds, four assists, and he's shooting 37% from three. This is his best three-point shooting season ever, and he's doing it on 4.3 attempts per game. Overall, pretty good numbers. Nothing amazing, but he'd be your third option on this team offensively. I think there's something to be said that he's not your main guy, and he's a high flyer. You probably know him best from the dunk contest. He's a monster in the front court. He's added the three-point shot to his game that just makes him a little bit more well-rounded. So what are they looking for? And I think this is where things get tricky. One, Yes, Eric Bledsoe's salary matches Aaron Gordon's salary, and in theory, you could do a swap of those two guys straight up. Obviously, that's not going to happen. They're looking, going to be looking for a little bit less, I think, than what the Pelicans got for Drew Holiday. Maybe, maybe not a ton less, but less than what the Pelicans got for Drew Holiday, which essentially was three first-round picks, right? Stephen Adams, Eric Bledsoe, and two picks plus pick swaps. So that's already a lot to give up for a guy who's not at Drew's level of play. But if you could do it for Eric Bledsoe and a first-round pick, maybe two, and then some second-round picks, it's probably intriguing. Or you include one of Nikhil Alexander-Walker or, and I'm less inclined to do it because of this, Jackson Hayes would be the guys that you would probably need to include in a deal like this. They probably want a guy who can play a young guy in one of those two, and then a bunch of picks, at least two picks, probably first round picks. That in and of itself is a little bit rough, right? Again, I've said every deal you might do is going to hamper a future deal. If you think you can get Bradley Beal or Zach Levine next year, or you know whatever it might be, uh, whoever the name is, you, you don't make a trade this year and you maintain as much flexibility going forward. Aaron Gordon's contract is actually pretty good. He's owed $18 million this year, owed $16.5 million next year, so it's declining. Then after that, you're probably going to need to pay him about $20 million or so a year to be the third best player on the team, similar to the situation that New Orleans is in with Lonzo Ball right now. And if you don't ship out Lonzo Ball, that's basically $40 million to both of those guys going forward, plus Zion has a looming extension, plus B.I.'s max. This team gets expensive in a hurry. And is Aaron Gordon, Aaron Gordon the guy that you're willing to get expensive for? You could be. He makes a lot of sense for New Orleans, but keep in mind that it's going to take at least one future first-round pick, if not two, plus a young guy, and that's probably what you're looking at, plus salary to make it match. And it might cost an asset to offload Eric Bledsoe right now. So keep that in mind if you're really excited about him. I think he could fit really well. And let's take a look at what that team would look like with Aaron Gordon on it in the next segment. 
So before we get to that, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by rockauto.com. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can use for more important things, other important things like your mortgage, rent, food, all of that stuff. And if you're choosing to repair your car, why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? And you know what? Customer service is bad at those because I just had a terrible experience trying to pick up the most basic thing from there. And this just reaffirmed my belief, I'm not going to go into the whole story, of using rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you could possibly want. Engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps. They even have motor oil if you just want to do an oil change yourself. Transmission fluid, new carpet if you just need to refresh it. Maybe it's stormed in there a little bit too or flooded. And you know what? And you know what? Their inventory is great and they won't sell you something they won't have like a chain store tried to do to me. And then when I asked for a refund, just hung up on me. So I had to call their corporate. Really kind of simple. So the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. And yes, best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Do not spend up twice as much for the same parts. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Don't forget, download the Locker Room app on your mobile device. We're going to be having a live chat on there every Wednesday. We're going to do it at 6 p.m. Central tomorrow, 6 p.m. Central till 6.30 p.m. Central at the minimum. You guys can come. I invite you on stage. You get to talk and share your thoughts with everyone else that's going to be hanging out in the room with us, with me. I'll have questions for you all as well. It should be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. I've never used this before. I can't wait to give it a try. And this is going to be a weekly thing. So make sure you download the Locker Room app and get on there and be ready because the link's going to go out at 6 p.m. Central. You can follow me on Twitter at Nola Jake for it. And I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. And some of it will probably be making it into the show. So we'll get your thoughts on the Pelicans. All right. So the idea here now is Aaron Gordon on the Pelicans. And it worked as your third player, kind of the role he fits. It makes a ton of sense. It's another lob and vertical threat for New Orleans that Zion can throw lobs to that could potentially throw lobs to him. It adds another, you know, secondary kind of hybrid ball handler to this team too. And I think it's kind of an interesting idea to not have like one real pure, pure point guard. You still have Lonzo Ball in theory in this. And New Orleans just goes super big and just really tough to kind of figure out and try and defend. You would still start Steven Adams at center. I would assume you would put kind of Aaron Gordon at the four, Zion at the three, B.I. at the two, and then Lonzo Ball at the one. It's kind of a fun and funky lineup. You, you really want to talk about do it big, right? Like, that's certainly it. All these guys can go up and score at the rim, basically, other than Lonzo, but all the bigs can. You have guys that can rebound really well, and you have multiple ball handlers out there to throw different actions and run really interesting half-court sets. If you're Stamped in Gundy, you probably love this idea. But more importantly, Aaron Gordon is a very, very good defender. He can cover a couple of different positions. He's played the three at times in his career, though he's primarily a four, but he's played center as well a little bit. Um, So he can cover the three, the four. He can defend out there on the wing. He's a big body that has a lot of verticality that challenges a lot of shots. He's a bit of a rim protector, though not like a pure, pure rim protector. Defensively, he helps you. And it lets you hide Brandon Ingram and Zion to a lesser degree, I think, on weaker defenders. And just should improve the defense enough. 
What I've been telling people is when you look at how good this offense is and how good they can be, you don't need an amazing defense. The Brooklyn Nets don't need an amazing defense, right? They just need to not be really, really bad. You can probably even be below average and still win a whole bunch of games and in the playoffs because your offense is so good and no one has a way to stop it. Well, you add Aaron Gordon in this mix kind of reaches that. The one concern you're going to see people say is spacing. But we kind of talked about this in yesterday's show. And if you if you haven't listened to that one, you really, really need to about Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson coexisting actually really well. Aaron Gordon, who is not the most reliable three-point shooter, unless he's playing the Pelicans, right? Seriously, just goes back years on that stuff. Um, he isn't the most reliable three-point shooter. But you know what? He's still a three-point shooter. But here's the thing. The... Spacing is always going to be mucked up on the team for every other player now because Zion's court gravity and what he's capable of doing at the rim is there. He's 13 of 16 the other night. He's that good that there's just not a whole lot you can do to stop him other than throw as many bodies below the rim as possible. And so teams are going to do that. And there, you know, I don't know. There, there you go, right? So when you kind of look at this situation, adding a non-shooter, it doesn't really matter because spacing's already mucked up. Just get the best players out there and figure out the way that you've got to play. And with how good that he can be scoring at the rim compared, combined with Zion and B.I. doing the mid-range stuff, uh, you know, I don't know. There might be some actual spacing in, out there because there is a thing known as vertical spacing. And by inst- putting in another lob threat, you know, you can't throw three people at Zion because he has shown the ability to throw that pass up there and let a guy like Jackson Hayes slam it down. Now, in this case, it just would be Aaron Gordon. It works. You need to keep a body on him or at least two to take away the lob, right? He's that good at it. So there are some interesting ways that that you could play basketball here and they kind of fly in the face of what we're used to seeing or what we kind of expect in terms of the three-point shot. But I'm not really worried about spacing because it's already screwed up. So in theory, you improve the defense. You add another consistent offensive player out there. If you can get him for the right price, you know, I'd, I'd be all for this. Now, other teams could probably outbid New Orleans, I think. And does New Orleans really kind of want to go all in on a guy like Aaron Gordon? And knowing how expensive this team's going to get in just two years. Maybe. Like, maybe you do. It's definitely going to give us an idea of what David Griffin sees with this team. And so I'm kind of excited to have the idea of uh, this this lineup and just go super duper big. It should be a lot of fun. So the idea of Aaron Gordon on this Pelicans roster, yeah, it could make a whole lot of sense. And I would love to see it happen. So let's briefly talk about J.J. Redick. And oh yeah, there's a game tonight, by the way. Completely glossed over that in the trade deadline madness that we're going to be getting going forward. So all that coming up here next on Locked On Pelicans. Before we get to all that, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are all in full swing. And BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. And BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds you could want. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Seriously, Pelicans overs. I don't know how many times I need to keep telling you all. I'm hearing people tell me they haven't bet them, and I'm just kind of, you guys want free money, right? Like, please take this one tip. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKEDON. That's free money right there. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. 
We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. And Built Bar is the low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high in fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% real chocolate covering on all of them. Now it's time to find out which is the best Built Bar. Yes, it's Built Bar Madness. It's bracket time and Built Bar is doing it with all of their delicious flavors. If you go to BuiltBar.com, you can check out the current bracket today. It's salted caramel versus cookie dough chunk. I'm a sucker for cookies. The salted caramel is good. It's like a Milky Way, basically. I really like it, but I am a sucker for like any sort of cookies if you throw them in front of me. So I'm 100% going with cookie dough chunk. It just, it really tastes like cookie dough. It, it's unbelievable to think that this stuff is good for you and great for a meal replacement or before or after a workout or even breakfast if you just need a little bit of something. So go to builtbar.com or at built underscore bar on Twitter to vote for your winner in today's matchup. And remember, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED1515 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Increasing your basketball IQ starts with listening to the Hollinger and Duncan podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. NBA analytics pioneer and front office insider John Hollinger, also former front office executive with the Memphis Grizzlies, joins the Dunked On podcast host Nate Duncan, Tulane Law School alum, to bring you the most in-depth scouting reports, game breakdowns, and salary cap analysis. Subscribe to Hollinger and Duncan today wherever you get your podcasts. So more trade deadline talk here. This is the most interesting thing. You've got two games coming up against the Portland Trailblazers, and tomorrow we'll be talking to Mike Richmond of the Locked on Blazers podcast, Dame Time and all of that, as we kind of get in between the first of these two games, but not quite a back-to-back, but every other day here um, for this game for this series against the Portland Trailblazers, and I think these are always kind of interesting. So we'll get his thoughts on the Pelicans and the Blazers coming up in tomorrow's show. But still, trade deadline stuff. That's what we're here for, right? Like, that's what I'm here for. It's really exciting. It's fun to talk about this stuff. What might be a little bit disappointing though to talk about is JJ Redick. He's kind of being held out right now, right? Like he's he's not, I'm assuming he's not in New Orleans. And they said he had a non-surgical procedure on his ankle to keep him away from the team. And he's probably played his final game in a Pelicans uniform. This is just like so he doesn't get hurt, right? Before a potential trade happens and tanks the trade value, and then all of a sudden he becomes unmovable. You don't want a situation like that. So I'm assuming this is no big deal, and they're just kind of keeping him away and just trying not to get fined. Cool. I like everyone keeping their money. So I would assume that J.J. Redick is not going to be back in New Orleans, and the Pelicans are going to look to trade him. They're going to try and do right by him, and they're going to try and trade him to a contender, which I would assume is kind of a a wink-wink, nod-nod, handshake agreement that he's had with David Griffin. Fine. I think that's the right thing to do. Uh, by a guy like this. So what what deal works? And that's where things get a little bit tough because J.J. Redick has been very, very inconsistent this year. He hasn't looked like his usual self when it comes to three-point shooting. At times, he's looked washed. He'd probably be the first person to say that. And defensively, he's bad. I think it's limited his trade value. And our Locked On um, NBA podcast Twitter account, it's at Locked On NBA Pods. It's worth following, by the way. Um, if anything, just for all the videos we throw up there, we have a lot of fun. There's a lot of like different kinds of content on there that's worth taking a look at. They t- uh, posted the top 10 most traded players in trade in the TradeNBA.com trade machine. JJ Redick not in there. It's Victor Oladipo, P.J. Tucker, John Collins, Lowry, Myers, Leonard, Gross, LaMarcus Aldridge, Tristan Thompson, Andre Iguodala, Romeo Langford, and Andre Drummond. No J.J. Redick in there. You would think teams would be clamoring to get a shooter like that, but I think some of the shine has worn off of him this season, and I wonder if the Pelicans aren't going to be able to get much. 
And if they're not, what does that mean? They might move him for a second round pick, maybe two, something like that could work, I think. But it also could mean they do buy him out. They're not going to trade him to a bad team. Also, a bad team doesn't really have a need for a guy like J.J. Redick. So I don't know if the return for J.J. Redick is going to be tremendous. So kind of keep that in mind as we we gear up for the trade deadline when Redick's likely not going to be back here in New Orleans going forward. So a little bit disappointing that his tenure's kind of fizzled out in, in non-fancy fashion that we kind of wrecked or he had his streak wrecked too for the um, playoff streak. There we go. I can figure this out. And yeah. I don't know. It's it's kind of disappointing and not getting a first round pick for him also seems a little bit disappointing. But man, the signing represented a big change in New Orleans. Getting a big name-ish free agent like that to come sign here was something that was very, very unexpected. And a welcome change, I think, for that kind of thing, especially on a pretty good contract too. That wasn't an overpay, which is sometimes what you need to do. So it's going to be sad to see his tenure end, and it might be even a little bit sadder if it ends in a buyout and just him not being anymore and the Pelicans not getting any assets in return. But it's something to keep in mind. I do think there is a chance that that could end up happening. All right, we're not going to preview the game tonight. Just enjoy the game. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all very much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Be back with you all tomorrow. Mike Richmond of Locked on Blazers to recap and talk about the next game coming up.